Since the 1970s, countless historic buildings in Wilmington have been saved thanks to the actions of preservationists, the Historic Wilmington Foundation, as well as my other groups. The preservation of history is a, is a success story overall and has helped make Wilmington into the growing community we enjoy today. Not every historic structure can be preserved, however, and that's where Legacy Architectural Salvage, an offshoot of the Historic Wilmington Foundation, comes in. This is Cape Fear Unearthed, the podcast exploring the legends, historical oddities, and landmark stories of southeastern North Carolina. I'm your host, John Staten, and I'm a reporter with the Star News here in Wilmington, where a net paper is part of the USA Today Network. When a structure can't be preserved, whether because of deterioration, lack of legal protections, or various other reasons, Legacy Architectural Salvage steps in to save what they can. They then resell the historic materials at their warehouse on Dawson Street in Wilmington, behind Stevens Hardware, to support the mission of the Historic Wilmington Foundation. In the warehouse, there are rows and rows of historic wooden window frames with the original glass intact. Row upon row of old doors. There's a towering mantelpiece and a big, beautiful old piano. And, of course, stacks upon stacks of old wood still sturdy floorboards, roof beams, and other pieces, most of them made of part pine that started as saplings a few hundred years ago. Recent deconstructions have taken Legacy, which has been around for a little over five years and bases its business model on architectural salvage of Greensboro, to Shandy Hall, a property off Greenville Loop Road in Wilmington. Despite the best efforts of the Historic Wilmington Foundation, the historic Shandy Hall property, parts of which are thought to date to the 1880s or even earlier, couldn't be preserved. Parts of the home will live on, however, in future construction projects and renovations in Wilmington. If you've not been to Legacy Architectural Salvage, a great time to go is Thanksgiving weekend for Small Business Saturday. There's a holiday market at at Legacy on December 4th, and you don't have to be in the renovation market to find something for your home. Several Wilmington artists have used the historic materials to make items such as mirrors and a whole host of decorative items, which are for sale. I recently sat down with three of the people who run Legacy Architectural Salvage to discuss their way of preserving history, one window and door at a time. Okay, I'm John Staten, and I'm here in the offices of Legacy Architectural Salvage in Wilmington with Deb Helms. She's the manager. Kelly Hurst is the assistant manager, and Deb's husband, Don Helms, is the resource acquisition manager, also known as a volunteer. He does stuff with wood and helps out around this big, beautiful warehouse. Thank you guys for sitting down with me or for uh, being on Cape Fear on Earth. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So let's talk a little bit about the origins. You said you, Debbie told me you, this place has been around for about six years. And um, what was the need that it filled? What was the um, what was the idea behind starting this place? The idea behind starting this place is to save history one piece at a time. That's how we started out. So anytime that uh, we are not able to save a building we go in and save the house parts so we save the windows the doors the mantles the flooring and then we provide a resource for local restorations rehabilitations of buildings so that we can provide low-cost historic materials um and especially for times uh like florence when florence came through Unfortunately, a lot of historic homes were damaged, and so people were able to come and buy historic materials at affordable prices to repair. Yeah, well, because it's kind of—I was thinking—it's kind of a thing to where 
you're getting stuff. So these are houses that maybe could be preserved, but they're that are not going to be preserved. So it's oh. kind of like a sad story in a way, but then it's happy in the sense that your pieces of these houses are living on, right? Absolutely. You know, preservation has two doors. One is, you know, is preservation itself, right. and then the other is the preservation of the actual house right. as far as the pieces of the house, like Deb said. And the the situation where she was talking about Florence, right. you know, people, if they do have damage, then they can come back and instead of having to go to a big box store and buying a two-before, having to have it shimmed out, right, they can right. come in here and buy a true dimensional two-before, which yeah. it means it is... Two inches by four inches, wow. and they can put it back into the wall or whatever, and it be like wood as if it would never happen. Huh. Right. Well, and the, well, what are some of the reasons that you know places can't be saved, right? Because everything in this big warehouse is from a house that couldn't be saved. What are some of the reasons that, um, like a house couldn't be preserved? Well, sometimes homes are not preserved if if in, if someone buys an old historic home and they feel like they're not able to restore it. Um, And that's up to them. Uh, One of the things that Historic Wilmington Foundation does is they talk to people about providing easements, which means that there's something in place to to keep the house and to protect the house. Uh, But sometimes there's so much damage that it's cause prohibitive for the home to be restored accurately to its original state. So if a home is on the demolition list right, right, right. by neglect, right, right, then yeah. that's something that can't be saved. Okay. So we go in and save the parts and pieces. Hmm. One of the things that we like to do is tell the story of these homes. Hmm. Because once they're gone, they're yeah, gone. Right. But we continue the story. We tell people this came from a specific house. This mantle came from this house. Huh. And people love to hear the story about where oh, these yeah, came sure. from. So that they can tell people that come into their homes, this mantle came from this yeah. house. And you were so, saying that you know the provenance of a lot of that stuff out there, but some you don't know where it came from. Yeah, there's uh, there's a the, the trim and molding, you know, that right. comes in through the door. We don't typically right, right, get right. it. So we wouldn't know where that is, but just about every other stick out there, you know, I could pretty much tell you where it came from, <laughs> even what room it came out right. of, simply because... We, I was there along with my other happy band, the volunteers. (laughs) Let's talk about some of the acquisitions that you've done. I think on the recent one that Travis, and we should mention that this is part of the Historic Wilmington Foundation, right? This is an arm of the Historic Wilmington Foundation and working toward, you know, their goals. And um, what are... Travis uh, Gilbert, their director, was talking about Shandy Hall recently, which is an old house that was out at... Uh, Masonboro Sound? Is that right? It's it was Greenville Sound. Greenville Sound, Sound Road. Okay. It was on Greenville Sound, right off the end of Greenville That's, Sound. And that house was from the 1850s. What did you guys, um, how did that kind of come to be that you um, were able to get some of that material? Right. Well, we were contacted uh, about Shandy Hall by someone that lived in the community mm-hmm. that um, there might be a situation where the, the home was going to be demolished. Right. And so we were invited in to do an assessment to see if we could save parts of the home. And we worked with the person who's going to be doing the building of the new home and also with the owners. 
We've been able to save historic windows, transom windows, shutters, shutter dogs, uh, spindles, null posts, and a lot of dimensional old-growth heart pine wood uh, that we can resell. And then, of course, all the proceeds are going to go to support Historic Wilmington Foundation for Historic Preservation. And by the same token, we're able to tell the story of Shandy Hall. Our customers have a piece of history, whether it's for repairs, renovations, or a lot of people purchase things just to have a nostalgic piece or a yeah, vintage yeah, yeah. piece in their hmm. home, even if it's a new build. Right, because you have some stuff out there. I think you're, um, the things that, those little brackets that you got off of uh, right. building. The Exterior. Yeah, the corbels. Yeah, tell me about some of the, I know you have a million doors and windows and all kinds of stuff out there, but Kelly, <laughs> tell me some of the more unusual things. I mean, there's some, there's a mantle out there, there's an old piano. Oh my goodness. Well, um, the piano you're referencing was made in 1882 in New York, and on that we actually have paperwork. And um, through a rather vicarious route, it came to be in the possession of a local family who had it for several generations, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, the members of the family that remained decided to make some considerable donations. Mm-hmm. That among them. Um, with that piano, there was as well another, the Baby Grand, as well, um, her parents had been travelers, so there were 16th century um, oh. Italian beds that were right. donated, um, and some Belgian wall hangings, wow. um, some Haitian art from the 50s and the 1970s. It was just so a lot of the stuff. I guess most of the stuff comes from the Wilmington area, but you were saying that oh, some yeah. might go to almost as far out as like Raleigh to right. get stuff. But typically, anything we'll take. We look at everything pre 1960. Okay. Uh, that's kind of a cutoff point, but actually, you know, within the next couple of years, it's going to be pre nineteen seventy days. So you know, right. But right now it's pre nineteen sixty, and we'll look at something. And if there is some type of monetary value that, again, we can sell to a customer, let them appreciate it and and enjoy it for years to come, and then the the proceeds of that going towards the yeah. mission of Historic historic yeah. yeah. So who are who are the customers? I mean, I I'm gonna imagine they're people who restore historic homes, contractors. Who are the people that come in here and look around? We've and get got stuff? Uh, we've got a you know it 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 it, it, it runs the gambit in yeah. in my particular area. You know we have a lot of people coming in that are wanting to restore a home, wanting to come in and build a farm table. Right. Uh, wanting to 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 do a mantelpiece, you know, it, it just and being able to do it out of three and four hundred year old pine, which is no longer commercially available, yeah. Yeah. other than in a salvage operation. Right. Um, we can provide them with those materials yeah. and the some of the stuff that's been. We get pictures uh, sent back to us, and and they, uh, and they, uh, yeah. uh, they're gorgeous. Yeah. They're well, and, and then Deb, you were telling me this the way this place works is almost like a co-op. It seems like right because you got 30, 40, 50 people who volunteer their time, and uh, then they get a discount on. We do. On, we do. We have uh, up to forty to fifty people who volunteer at various times. We have a core group of about 25 volunteers 
that volunteer weekly, monthly, that mm-hmm. volunteer specifically uh, for deconstructions or specifically at our markets. You had mentioned that we sometimes go out as far as Raleigh. Yep. So we have a team that loves to travel when we're right. able to go out. We got a call from uh, a builder in Raleigh, a house was coming down that was built in 1900. And it was a time-sensitive thing, and we got together a deconstruction team and went up there and were able to salvage about 25 doors, historic mm-hmm. windows. But, yeah, none of this happens without our volunteers. They give us their time, their talents yeah. uh, to help us to salvage and reclaim these historic materials. And they're very passionate about historic preservation. Yeah. Well, and there's, I mean, there's a whole lot of history out there. I mean, there's probably a story behind every window and door. There I mean, do you ever think about the people? I mean, um, Don, you were telling me you're uh, one of the, you were working on. You said it was a tenon joint or a um, actually, yeah. When we were uh, doing the, the Shandy Hall project, yeah. uh, after we got the lath off, um, started and and again, it's a peeling back the layers yeah. process. We um, we discovered uh, quite a few more what they call a mortise and tenon joint. Mortise and, and tenon joint. That's mortise, what I was yeah, trying to think of. Tenon joint. Yeah. yeah, and they're held in place by basically it's a it's a tongue that goes into yeah. a slot in a particular piece of wood. Yeah. And you know a lot they're all held in with wooden pegs. Yeah. Well, then you were telling me that you pulled out this little wooden peg that you said probably had not been pulled out since no, it was put no, into the 1850s. Yeah, exactly. Like, so exactly. you think about the guy that was there. You know, whittling down that peg to put in that, you know, I mean, do you think about the guy that built that door that, you know, no one knows where it came from or yeah, that type of thing. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, those are the little treasures that we get to enjoy. And that's what really excites the our band of volunteers and right. uh, uh, salvage geeks, as uh, <laughs> we've been referred to. Right. Uh, but, um, you know, it's, it's just it's very rewarding. It really is. Right. And one thing about um, our volunteers is. We have volunteers as young as their 20s, and then we also have volunteers in their 60s, 70s. Yeah. So that's the demographic that we have here for our customers as well. We have youngsters that come in with their parents yeah. on a weekly basis that love salvage. Wow. So anywhere from Ruby, who's one of our uh, young kids that comes in with her mom, April, she's seven years old. <laughs> to wow. people in the 60s yeah. and 70s, yeah. right, right. So we, we love to see everybody who loves historic preservation. We love to talk about it to them. We love to show them what we've brought in. But yeah, when we're out deconstructing something and we find something special like the mortise and tenon, that yeah. really, really uh, makes us happy. Right. Well, then so. you're talking about something like, this is like old growth wood, right? This right. This is like, right. it was a sapling... Three, yeah. four hundred years ago. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Actually, and it is still around today. Yeah. Being um, used. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, you know, old growth wood, old growth pine, uh, to be specific, basically after the 1920s was extinct. It had all been clear cut, sent up to the north for the Industrial Revolution because of its strength, its uh, 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 rigidity, uh, water resistance, pet pest resistant right because of all the sap i guess it's, oh god right. yes it's uh, you can take a piece that uh, uh today a, a piece of two before one foot long would probably weigh a few ounces and then you take the same piece of old growth pine 
and it will raise several pounds. So wow, that's amazing. <clears throat> well, then what are some of the more we talked about this a little bit. What are some of the more unusual things you've come across, or some of the you know? I'm, I'm sure you got some crazy stories about you know going to clear out a, or a, or I might deconstruct a house and you find oh uh, you said you found, old can of Budweiser in the walls or an old Pepsi <laughs> yeah. bottle. We or were doing see all kind of you know we were doing a, 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 an old bodega general store or whatever you want to call it that had been moved several times, but. Um, there was a Pepsi bottle. Once we again, we started peeling back the layers, layers, and we were t- actually taking off the outside planking, and uh, uh, looked down, and and sitting on the sill beam was a uh, was an old Pepsi bottle from the was it 40s? Mm-hmm. Four, from the forties, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know, three feet away there was a unopened can of Budweiser <laughs> that uh, it had to be. Looking at the the pull top, it was yeah. easily from the seventies. That was right. so funny. And well, one of the best things we uncovered was we uh, went up to a hotel that was coming down in Warsaw, North Carolina. Oh, Warsaw. Okay. And a lot of uh, times with these old buildings, when they uh, renovate them, they'll put in drop ceilings. Right, right, right. And they've got uh, what happened with us is there was a drop ceiling put in the hotel, and up under the drop ceiling was old schoolhouse lights that had been hanging there since 1900 that we uncovered when we were doing the deconstruction. And then further up, there were ceiling tins. Right, ceiling tins. Oh, neat. Press ceiling tins, right. And the people who bring in donations, they're bringing in elements of their lives. Right. The 1912 poetry book. Right. The friendship poetry book that, that we just had donated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you had some stuff out there. You have like you have some artists and residents, and they make s- stuff out of some of the things um, that you get. We do. We have an artist and residence program, and they use reclaimed materials to upcycle. We have someone who does frames. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don frames out um, historic press ceiling tin. I do collage work and jewelry, and then we have another artist, Mark Gansor, who's yeah. a volunteer, and all of our artists and residents also volunteer with okay. us. Right. So it's a great program, and they get part of the proceeds from the sale, and then part of the proceeds come to uh, Legacy for Historic Wilmington Foundation. Yeah. Well, this this podcast is actually going to be coming out on Black Friday, so I don't know if you are expecting a big crowd of Black Friday shoppers or anything like that, but I know you guys have a holiday market coming up. We do. As well. Actually, Saturday after Thanksgiving is Small Business Saturday. Okay, yeah. So we are going to be um, having some things here, some fun things for our customers. And then we do have our market coming up on Saturday, December the 4th. The 4th. It's a gift market. There will be handmade items here. And then we'll also have a sale here in the warehouse. Excellent. Well, so so what else should we mention about Legacy Architectural salvage before we uh, sign off here. It's just been a fascinating conversation with you guys. And I would really encourage people just to come out here. We're on Dawson Street just to look around. I mean, if you're that, if you're like a preservation geek, like Don was saying, you could spend hours in here easily just looking at different windows and doors and all the different stuff they have in here. Absolutely. And if you feel the urge to really want to get up close and personal with it, you can always volunteer. Mm. We're always looking for volunteers, so in all aspects, whether it be in the warehouse or doing decons or um, whatever. Doing displays in the warehouse. Yeah. You have yeah. a nice display there. I think you, you called it your she shed, the little, uh, it's a neat little uh, area you got set up in there. 
right? It's a she shed that the volunteers mm-hmm. built out of nice. old growth wood, uh, doors, windows, and we've got it decorated for Christmas. All right. You can use it as a photo opportunity for your family. There you go. Well, for your Christmas portrait. It's a perfect opportunity to um, come out. If you've not been to Leg- Legacy Architectural Salvage, um, December will be the perfect time. Um, Deb Helms, Don Helms, Kelly Hurst, thank you so much for taking time to sit down and talk with me and I'll keep you on Earth. Thank, Thank you, you very sir. much. It's our pleasure. And that's it for this episode of Cape Fear on Earth and our look at the work being done by the Historic Wilmington Foundation's Legacy Architectural Salvage. We'll be back soon with another chapter of Wilmington history. Till then, make sure you're a member of our Facebook group where listeners can ask questions about our episodes and share their own memories of the region's history. In that group, I post extra content from each episode and links to all my coverage of local history for the Star News. You can find that group by searching Cape Fear Unearthed on Facebook. Don't forget to sign up for the Cape Fear Unearthed newsletter that goes out every Thursday. Sign up for the newsletter at starnewsonline.com slash newsletters. Cape Fear Unearthed was written, edited, and hosted by yours truly, John Staten. You can find more of my work at starnewsonline.com. Additional editing is done by Adam Fish. This podcast was made possible by listeners and readers like you. Support local journalism and Cape Fear on Earth by subscribing to the Star News today at starnewsonline.com slash subscribe. And while you're subscribing to things, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream this show so you'll never miss an episode. While you're there, leave us a review, which will help more people find Cape Fear on Earth. Till then, get out and explore the Cape Fear region on your own. You never know what you might on Earth.